world is so big mm-hmm. and that my problems may seem so big as well but when I travel it reminds me that I'm just this small little being on this earth social media is a thing and I see so many people living their dreams how come I can't do that <laughs> you know like I want to do that because people think well I I don't want to work for a boss because I <laughs> don't want to work nine to five but when you are an entrepreneur you actually work more than eight hours a day you know and it doesn't stop your life is the business welcome to the holistic being podcast a place where we unravel the intricate tapestry that binds us together join us as we embark on a transformative journey of self-discovery and collective growth. This is the podcast where connection, empowerment, and the boundless human spirit converge. Hello, 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 my dear. Uh, <laughs> it's so good to have you in, in this podcast. I'm really excited. Thank you, you so much for, for the opportunity. I'm so excited when you actually mentioned this to me and happy I'm here yeah so I want to start with just connecting with you um, through our hearts and um, a way for me to connect with you is to show you my deep appreciation for the person that you are for everything that you bring to this world for everything that you bring so generously to everyone including myself for your big heart, your your honesty, your genuineness, for the person that you are. I'm grateful you're here. Thank you. Awesome. Cool. So the, the question that I like to start with is asking you, how are you doing? What's happening in your life? What's going on? I'm doing okay. I think sometimes there's just a lot going on in my life as an entrepreneur. There's just so many places I'm being pulled constantly. Um, I'm currently actually working on a podcast myself. I am in the process of uh, learning everything about what it is to host a podcast. And I'm actually doing my photo shoot and the name of the podcast is already set. So that's like one of my biggest projects right now. Um, also, I am doing a group mentorship program for the my clients that I serve. And this is my second cohort that I have um, had this couple this month. And I started in April. So those two things are basically what I'm kind of juggling. On top of dance, I was in a heels group type of dance for about four months. Um, so yeah, dancing, working out, keeping up with my relationship, keeping up with my cat. <laughs> There's just so many different things that I try to do throughout my day. Yeah. Are these things that you want to do or are these things that, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I think a podcast has, I've literally had my podcast mic since 2016 <laughs> and it has like rest on it now to this point mm-hmm. of it's definitely something I've always wanted to do, but I just never took the the leap of faith, I guess you could say, to accomplish it or to even start it because it can feel a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all actually my passions. Like dancing is one of my passions. Helping others, being of service to others is my passion. And um, I'm a very family-oriented type of person. So nourishing my relationships is also something that I really focus on. My everyday life. Wow. I love that. I love that you are living your passion. You know, the people that I've interviewed so far, that's where where they're at. They're living their passion. And I just love, love, love hearing that. And um, have you always known? Have you always been there? Or can you tell us a little bit about, like, where you're coming from? Like, what what's your background and, and how you got here? Definitely did not think in a million years that I would be doing this type of work or this type of lifestyle. I grew up in a Mexican household where going to school was the only way we had. It's our only way out, essentially, from poverty or from 
you know, the, the stresses of being in a lower income type of family. Um, so I did go to college. I went to San Diego State. I graduated with a criminal justice and a Spanish degree. And I actually wanted to be an attorney. Crazy, Whoa. right? Like I did Whoa. not. I can see you being an attorney, though. I can see. Really? Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I wanted to. That's why I studied criminal justice. I had my whole life planned out. Según yo, I thought mm-hmm. I was going to do this and do that. So as I graduated and I took a year off to prep for my LSAT, I even had a um, a scholarship from UCLA to do a um, a prep course. So I got admitted to one of their programs and everything was set in my life. It was, okay, yeah, I'm going to be an attorney. This is something I'm passionate about. And I took a year off <laughs> of school and I never went back. Mm. And I realized that I was coming from a place of like trauma in a way where I wanted to help everybody that was going through like the court system because that was my experience as a young mm. child. And I realized that it was just a beautiful dream because I've always wanted to help people, but I didn't necessarily tend to myself. Mm. I didn't take care of my needs. And I think I was abandoning myself throughout college that I didn't even go to therapy. And mm. I went through a lot of traumatic things in my life where I should have gone to therapy sooner than college. So that year that I took off, I started traveling and I started to get to know who I was. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop you for a second because I know the yeah. listeners are going to be curious about this piece that you just casually mentioned, like in court system. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us a little um, bit about that? Yeah, so I actually was a former foster youth as well. I yeah. was in care for about two years with my sister, my older sister and I, and my little brother. Um, we, were, we weren't separated completely because my brother went... Um, in a different home because he was too young to stay with us. And while we were there up in Washington state, I know it's my, my life is all over. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was a 13 acre farm where I lived. And although it was a very sad moment for my, for my family and I, I think I felt very connected because I was in nature. Mm. This was before like social media, before I even had a phone. So I felt Mm. very connected to nature, to animals and I think that's what really helped me stay sane throughout those years. Um, then I was actually placed with my tia and my tío in Riverside um, for probably like four years. And then that's when I decided to leave to go off to college. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> and there's some some pictures that I've seen of you um, on horses, you know, riding yeah. horses and everything. What a healing experience. Wow. Yeah, it wow. was Sometimes I think it's like a movie. There's certain moments where I, in my foster um, home, because the person I was with, she was um, a Caucasian woman, an older Caucasian woman. And it was so different because the food they ate, the way they spoke, the way that their culture is so different than mine. And I remember even traveling across the state to go pick up horses in Ohio. And I actually stayed with like an Amish family. It was so cool. I often think it's like a movie or a book. Mm. Um, so yeah, those wow. experiences are, are really crazy. And I hope to one day make a book or like a documentary, like a movie type of thing. I can totally see that. <laughs> I'll watch that for sure. And, um, and then you also mentioned traveling, uh, mm-hmm. like you took a year off and you were traveling. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Traveling is literally my life and my passion as well. And I think when I started traveling, I started to really expand the awareness of who I actually was. Like mm. I thought I was supposed to be an attorney. And although I could have taken that route, I realized that it wasn't coming from a place of like my truest, highest self. I knew mm. there was other things that I had to do in order to reach that part of myself. Mm. And and that was healing. And that was going going to therapy, um, you know, hiring coaches and mentors to help me through a lot of my, my issues. And that is how I got to committing to social media and doing this for other women, because I see wow. the power that it, that it, it can really do for you. If, if you did dedicate your life mm-hmm. to, to this type of work. Do you remember like 
around the time when you made that decision, when you were like, that's it, I'm committing to social media. Do you remember what was happening? Like, tell me. I was literally to this day, I'm like, what was I thinking? (laughs) Like, I really don't know what I was thinking, but something in me was calling me to do that. And nobody in my family ever understood me or like, why are you doing that? You have a job. Like I was actually a therapeutic behavioral coach. I would work with kids that had behavioral issues. And most of my clients at the time were Mexican moms. So it kind of brought me back to like, reminded me like, Oh, this is where you come from. Mm-hmm. these are the issues that are happening in not just your household but other people's households mm-hmm. so in a way I felt very happy I was there and I was of service to these these youth and and their families but I just felt like I wasn't really expressing all of me mm-hmm. I was kind of dimming myself in that job I was overworked and underpaid mm-hmm. I really didn't feel valued there I felt like I gave so much and I wasn't given what I thought I was worth. So then that's when I decided, you know what? Social media is a thing. And I see so many people living their dreams. How come I can't do that? <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. I want to do that. So I remember being, I think I was 24 years old. And I thought I knew it all. Right? <laughs> Don't worry. You know everything. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to quit. And I didn't necessarily have something planned out but I just knew it was gonna work out I just trusted Mm. myself if you're being called to do this you have to do this I'm a Virgo I have this idea of like I need to have things organized I need to plan things but Mm. something in me was just like just do it or else you'll never do it wow and that's what motivated me to say hey I'm quitting this job and I'm I'm gonna just go along and figure out what I'm gonna do on social media wow I do have a following, so I think that helped. <laughs> and I didn't have kids at the time, mm-hmm. so I didn't feel like that pressure of like, oh my gosh, if you don't do this, then you know people are depending on you. So that is essentially how I got from my job to social media. Wow. Just making the decision <laughs> to just do it, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> making the decision and um, having so much faith you know, and trust. Mm-hmm. That it was going to work out. Wow. Gives me goosebumps to think that way. It's incredible because you, you came from an upbringing that you probably could have played the victim and say like, oh, you know, poor me. And, and sometimes we all do that. You know, we, we, we go into our traumas and then we identify with the traumas and we believe we are the traumas. But what Mm -hmm. I've seen in you is or even what you're narrating right now is I see now the beauty of what happened to me Mm -hmm. or for me and I I see how I had an idea of what my life should be but when I gave the reins to guidance to spirit Mm -hmm. then that's when your life started shifting you know and and now you are living on purpose. You are living, fulfilling your purpose and your passions, you know, and so beautiful. So what is uh, one of the most memorable places that you've visited in your travels? Oh, that's a, that's a difficult one. I yeah. think all of them are memorable in their own ways, but mm-hmm. I travel to Mexico a lot. And I think it's obviously my ancestors and my family come from there. So I think I'm very called to go to Mexico. My goal is to visit every state in most cities in Mexico. Um, I actually got these earrings from Mexico. I, love them. Uh, I always love to carry something, you know, mm. with, with Mexico within me. Um, the most memorable, I would say, is definitely... Yelapa, Jalisco, it's Mm -hmm. a little island kind of in the middle of nowhere. It has like jungle, green forest, and it's just, I love the ocean and I love being in the sun. Mm -hmm. I love tanning. So I think that to me is just being in nature with my partner. That's just Mm -hmm. the most memorable for me. Mm, I love that. I love that. I see your life and I see such a combination of um, 
amazing things that you're doing that brings so much balance. You know, mm-hmm. you are an entrepreneur working on your business and you also are community. You are mm-hmm. sharing your wisdom and you're sharing the fun with the community as well. And you are fun and movement and dancing and that's also what you are and you are traveling and experiencing mm-hmm. new things and joy and yeah. and and you are also like pursuing so many different avenues to continue sharing your spirit with other people through podcast and you know trainings or anything like you're doing is is really fascinating to see the whole of who you are and so with everything that you have because you're doing a lot and you probably haven't mentioned everything um, (laughs) that you're dealing with because even being in a relationship is difficult you have to deal Mm -hmm. with another person's traumas and emotions and you know getting to know each other but um, how do you maintain yourself how do you what are some of the things that you do to that keep you balanced that keep you Um, whole? I think that's a great question and I think it varies depending on what it is that I'm going through. Sometimes when I feel overwhelmed um, I used to feel that my productivity was the way I would either be valued or not and Mm -hmm. I'm learning to undo that and I can rest and just be still Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that I'm behind. So I usually go to the park. Um, I do some of the things that I just mentioned, like dancing or traveling. I think traveling is, I'm actually overdue for a trip now because I think it's been six mm-hmm. months and I'm just like, I need to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just resets me. Mm-hmm. Like I realize that the world is so big mm-hmm. and that my problems may seem so big as well but when I travel it reminds me that I'm just this small little being on this earth and there's so many beautiful places so I think that just makes me excited and I feel rejuvenated every time I come back from from somewhere and I don't even spend that much money you know Mm -hmm. I like to travel on a budget I think just the simple things in life really really bring me to like this grounded place um also Mm -hmm. visiting my grandma I still have her on my on um, here with me, so that's that's really important to me. I think every time I'm just with her, she's just so present, and that mm. brings me to that present type of moment. So, mm. family and travel, <laughs> yeah, and and also the self care, noticing when you are getting overwhelmed, that mm-hmm. awareness. So, how did you develop that awareness? How did you come to know? Okay. I'm noticing that I'm feeling overwhelmed and, or I'm noticing I need some space or travel or, mm-hmm. you know. I think I notice it when I'm feeling doubtful. Mm. When I'm doubting my the things that I'm doing, that's how I know I'm, I'm too in my head. Mm. And I need to take some time to, to just be away. Mm-hmm. And I didn't operate like that before. I would try to, okay, I need to do this, and then I need to do that, and then after this, I need to. I would force, force the things, and it only causes more um, burnout. Mm-hmm. And I think I would even do this at my my job previously. I was just working, 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 and I never really took care of myself. And I think being in your program also really helped me understand the importance of taking care of yourself and mm-hmm. noticing, like you said, notice, oh, I'm actually feeling doubtful and this isn't where I want to be. Let me step outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And um, can you just, I know a lot of the listeners are going to be a little curious about your relationship and how transformative it's been for you or do you care sharing yeah. a little bit about that absolutely I think everyone's always about relationships mm-hmm. every time I post something it could be either dance or my relationship people like love that like they <laughs> love that content and I'm actually a very private person when it comes to my relationship but recently mm-hmm. I've seen that in our community not everyone right but most of our our uh, community, our culture as Mexican, we don't necessarily have like a healthy father figure or a healthy couple that we can see. 
So I think for me, I realized, and I tell my partner this all the time, like we need to start sharing more of our experiences because I think a lot of people struggle with similar things, but nobody talks about it because vulnerability is, is hard for most of us. Right. Um, but it, it's been a, a long journey and it has transformed me in all types of ways that I never even could have imagined. Um, and I, I really love working on my relationship because I feel like it brings me closer to who I am supposed to be, even when it's hard, <laughs> because it is hard and it's a challenge. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. How'd you guys meet? Dancing. Just look at that. Look at that. The joys of dancing. So tell us a little bit about dancing. Tell us how did that develop or what happened? Yeah, I think for me, I've always liked, since I was a little girl, my mom always describes me as a very curious uh, person and a very expressive little girl. I would always like to wear skirts and heels and then I would get on top of, you know, couches and dance. And she would always say that I was very alegre, which means Mm -hmm. I was very happy, a happy girl. And I always thought that was like a good thing, but sometimes it got me into a lot of trouble because I was just very like, I I would joke about everything. And I don't know, I just had like this very energetic type of uh, energy to me. So I discovered dancing when I turned 21 and I started watching people dance and it almost felt like being in a movie where you just see a whole bunch of people professionally dancing and you're just kind of like the insider that's barely walking in and you're like, wow, like this is so beautiful. I want to do that. But I didn't know how to dance to that that level at the time. So I would just sit there and watch people. Um, if you know Salsa and Bachata, it's, it's a very connected type of dance where both energies just collide, the masculine mm-hmm. and the feminine energy just collide and it's such a beautiful feeling to me and that's actually where I met my partner and he always says that when he saw me he saw like a light shining to to me and I'm like you're dramatic you did not that but when we danced it it's almost like you can dance with anybody but that connection was just so different for me mm-hmm. um and bachata is also similar like I said you have to dance with the partner or you don't have to but most of the time you dance with the partner and it's just a time where you're just present in the moment and you're not worried about anything I think it just clears my mind and I don't think about oh my gosh I have to go home and do this or Mm -hmm. oh my gosh when are taxes due (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh when are these things you know all these things that we have in our everyday life you're just so present in the moment and you feel happy I don't think you've ever seen someone who's dancing and who's just like mad or upset or angry or frowning like everyone's smiling and yeah. I think I love that energy it's like I'm smiling we're just happy life can be stressful and hard so coming to these places really just inspire me to continue having that energy throughout my days I love that. And how did it turn from, okay, I'm going to watch into I'm dancing? Because in, in your social media, I see a lot of um, a lot of dance, like you really yes. are so immersed in that. And I love that energy. So how did you go from there to here to there? Yeah, so watching is just as fun for me. I used to mm-hmm. study people. I used to even watch YouTube videos. When I get really into something, I get really into it. I'm a very passionate person. And it it can be annoying for like my partner. He's always like, why do you always dive so deep into something? Because there's so much to it. There's so much to it. Um, So I think it was just the feeling of, I naturally feel like I can move really well for not having a dance background. So it just inspired me like, I have this natural feeling and this natural joy. Let me put it to, you know, to use in some way. And that's how I got up. And I'm like, you know what? If I mess up, oh, well, I'm learning. And I, of course, I have messed up many times. And the person who was teaching me at the time was just like, oh, you know, don't look on the, don't look to your feet, look look up and, and feel the music. And that's essentially how I got from watching to just doing it. Like, I'm just going to make a choice. 
Yeah. And I love how you describe it as like the masculine and the feminine being so mm-hmm. present, being in the moment and in the steps that you took, because it was, you were gathering information first, you were <laughs> observing, and yeah. then you made the choice to step up and say, okay, I'm making a decision even if I fail, even if I mess up. And I, I see a pattern in your life, you know, (laughs) you, you observe, you study it, you know, the podcast you're studying, you're taking the pictures, you're taking your time. But what I see is that once you make that decision Mm -hmm. and you go for it, there's no one stopping you, no matter what mistakes you make. I'm sure that when you showed up in social media, wasn't like all perfect and whatever you learn a lot on the way. And it's so powerful to see you just pushing through despite all the obstacles, despite all the, uh, you know, the, the fears that you may have of, of failing, you know, how did you learn that? This is incredible. Thank you. I, I really never even noticed that. So it's, <laughs> it's nice to have someone else look into your life and, and kind of bring out those qualities because I'm very hard on myself. I think for me, I watch things and I'm like, oh, I could have done this or this could be better. So I'm very critical of myself. And sometimes I don't just take the time to to just be grateful that I get to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people who, who unfortunately don't have the time or don't have the health to be able to just get up and dance at, you know, 8 p.m. randomly on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, you know. So for me, it's more of I get to choose my life. I get to choose how I live. Mm-hmm. And do I want to live in comfort and just hate my life, which I've been there before too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While I was at my job, I was just like, I don't like doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't like how I feel. And I think that's the main thing is realizing and, and acknowledging your reality now and seeing that you are powerful enough to make those changes wow. in your life. Wow. How do you think growing up on foster care affected your life in general? I think, honestly, it sounds, I don't know how it would sound to others, but I think it has helped me so much. Mm. And although the trauma and the sadness and the all the other things are part of it, I think my pain that I've gone through has turned into my purpose that I now am living And I think that's the beauty of life. Like we all go through extremely hard situations in life. And I just think that it brought so much purpose to who I am. Wow. Wow. I just want to pause for a second and just like feel that deeply. My Mm -hmm. pain turned into my purpose. Like I feel that. I feel that so, so, so deeply. And for everyone that is listening, just... Remember those words, you know? Yeah. Transforming your pain. I, I get very, I'm also very emotional. And I think that um, just mm-hmm. talking about life with others is, is so crucial in, in your healing because we're all human and we all feel and we all have dreams, but most of us don't go after them because our own fears or because we don't think that we're good enough or mm-hmm. we don't think that that's even possible for us. And yeah. I'm here to say that that's not true, Mm. that you're literally so much more powerful than you think you are. And yeah. Wow. 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 Um, I'm just moved. I'm moved. This is so, so, so beautiful. (laughs) And it's such an inspiration for everyone that is listening. Um, to be able to move yourself through any obstacles, you know, mm-hmm. and finding meaning and purpose in everything that happens for you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really, really impressive, really powerful. And, and there's something that I'm curious about. Um, when do you feel that you are in the most flow? When do you feel like you are just the way that I define flow is when you are just floating, when things are just happening for you in a way that you don't even have to 
put so much effort, just things are just happening. When does that happen for you? Or how? Great question. I think that happens when I'm not even trying to make things happen. <laughs> it's that works because don't get me wrong, like this entrepreneurship social media thing is not easy. And I think I make it look easy because most of my friends are like, yeah, you seem like you know what you're doing. And I'm like, really? Sometimes I feel like I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And the moment I just release things because I'm, I like to have control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who does it, right? I think it's my background too. Of like, I want to have control. I need to make sure I'm safe. I need to make sure this is going to be okay. But the moment I just release all of that, so many new opportunities start coming in for me. So mm-hmm. for me, I would say, again, releasing control and just going through the flows of life is what brings me more action or more uh, opportunities, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Would you mind telling, uh, for those that don't know you or follow you, what is the the social media stuff that you're doing and also yeah. the course that you're running with women? and all of that. Tell us all about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think social media has not, not, I think I know social media has changed my life in so many ways. And it's simply because I decided to share my story. Mm. I think there's so much power in sharing your story because we're all so unique. We all come from different places and different things. And I think we should all share our story. So Mm. I started sharing kind of a little bit about how I grew up and what my passions are and specifically dancing. Every time I post a dancing video, people just go crazy over them. I don't, I mean, I guess I know why I'm not like this professional dancer or like I wore, I won championships. I think it's just (laughs) the energy that I put into the video is you can access that for yourself too. Hmm. You know? And I think that's why people are very called to those videos because they want that for themselves and they can, you know, they can And you make it so possible and so real. Yeah, I I really hope to to just be myself on social media Mm -hmm. because there's so many people doing social media and there's so much information on social Mm -hmm. media, so many opinions and so many, just a lot of things that I just want to bring a slight of like authenticity and storytelling to what Mm -hmm. I do on, on social media. So I post dancing videos I post you know everyday type of vlogs sometimes I share more intimate stories um I do TikTok Instagram and those are the only two I'm really active on right now is TikTok Mm -hmm. and Instagram and when you say that it's a lot of work can you tell us a little bit of the work that you have to do in order to do what you do (laughs) I think the work is mainly getting out of your head and not being afraid to just post what you feel mm-hmm. because your opinion is your opinion and someone may not agree with it. And that's the hard part about social media, that if you're in the public, eye, be ready to have like people not necessarily attack you, but kind of, yeah, like there's a mm-hmm. lot of more bullies online and sometimes that can get challenging. Thankfully mm-hmm. I'm not constantly getting attacked because of, the type of content that I put is just not, you know, that controversial, controversial. but yeah, there's, it's just social media. It's part of the, uh, the territory that comes behind it. Um, and also I feel like I love social media because I get to live my life and just document it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I my job, that. which is crazy to think that I just, I'm just going to go to a trip and film some stuff and then post it. Like that's so in alignment to what I've always wanted to do. And storytelling and, and being a public speaker is, is also something I'm working on. Um, mm-hmm. I recently actually spoke at a high school. Wow. We were high school students. Um, I talked to them about confidence and that's awesome. yeah. Wow. That's really awesome. And you're also running a group. Oh, yeah. So the group that I was doing one-on-one mentorship for about three, four years, but I decided that 
having a group is is so powerful. I've been in groups myself and I think I get to learn from everybody and I wanted that for for my client. So I recently called um I mean I recently have a um a group called Querida Diosa and mm. it's intended to help women with their obviously their confidence, their limiting beliefs, how to be more in tune with mm. themselves by accessing right. that heart energy that Nancy was talking about. Mm. So all of these things are are paired in that group for five weeks. And mm. this week we're gonna have our first meeting for the second cohort. Wow. So yeah. Oh that's awesome. That's exciting. Querida Diosa. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like Dear a goddess. Love. Yeah. A love letter to you from you, you know, because you are so important. You know, you're the only person that can get you through these things wow. in life. And I think we all need that in life. Wow. So- wow. I love that. I love that so much. And I can see how is it alignment with what you're doing because you got yourself through this and you had to so many times face yourself and learn mm-hmm. to love yourself in, in the process. Ooh. Wow. Wow. And so tell me about, you, you mentioned that doing the, the, the what's it, documenting your journey and your trips was very much in alignment with what you wanted to do. Can you tell me a little bit more about that alignment that you feel and how do you connect to that alignment? Yeah, I think being free and having Mm. freedom is so important to me. And Mm. while I was choosing my career after graduating college, I didn't think about that. I didn't see the importance of it until I started healing. And I think about how my life would have been if I was to be an attorney and how much work I would have to put in and how much time I probably wouldn't have off and how much stress I would be under. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe I would have the the title of, oh, she's an attorney. She has a Juris Doctorate degree. But something in me said, freedom is so important to you. Yeah. And with this type of job, I have the most freedom ever. And sometimes it can be good and bad. Like it has its, you know, pros and cons. Um, but like what? Pros and cons would be, it, it's, you don't have to, I don't have to go anywhere to clock in and clock out. Mm-hmm. I am the manager. I am the boss. I am everything 24-7. And it's not easy to manage all those things and juggling editing and juggling ideas and creativity and names and the background of everything. It's, it's a lot, mm-hmm. but I would 1000% rather do that than not have my freedom and not have time for myself and my family. Yeah. It's so interesting because people think, well, I, I don't want to work for a boss because I, don't want to work nine to five but when you are an entrepreneur you actually work more than eight hours a day you know and it doesn't stop your life is the business and so it's it's sort of like you're always constantly on but I think the difference is what you just said is choice and freedom you know your ability to choose when to work and when not to work when take a when to take a break and when not to take a break like that choice is so important and that gives you the freedom to, to do whatever you want to do. That's incredible. And I'm not saying that people should not pursue their legal careers or medicine or anything like that. But I think that for, for you to find your own call, I think that's what's, what's important for you to find your own passion. What, sorry, I have like, hair in my face um, for you to find your passion and what nourishes you because I know lawyers that are actually incredibly happy with what they're doing and they love what they're doing um, but I also know lawyers that are miserable you know and, mm-hmm. and they're not living their passion and it's so awesome to to hear you talk about living your purpose and your passion did you ever think you were gonna get here no, to this place. <laughs> I didn't even know this type of world existed. Mm. Uh, I thought going to school and having 
a degree in pursuing the safe route was the only way. And like you said, maybe I would have been happy being an attorney because maybe I thought that would be my passion as well. But I know that I, I value all of my multifaceted self and I know my multifaceted self would not fit in the typical corporate world. I, I just mm-hmm. couldn't. <laughs> Even when I want to and I'm, okay, let me just try this. Something in my soul is like, no, that's not who you're supposed to be, Janita. Yeah. You are yourself. You are the brand. Mm-hmm. And you need to just share this with the world and see mm-hmm. where it takes you. And it is a risk. I'm not saying that it's easy or that anybody should do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that everyone should be an entrepreneur Mm-hmm. It's not just rainbows and butterflies all the time. I just mm-hmm. know who I am and I've gotten to know who I am because I've done a lot of work and I'm still doing the work. I think mm-hmm. every day we do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's that's essentially what I chose for myself. And things mm-hmm. can change. Like I'm still you know, young and I, I, I still have a lot of life, hopefully if God permits, to live. Mm-hmm. But for now, I feel good doing this. I think that I'm supposed to be doing this. Yeah. And how um, does your partner um, support you in this? How, what does he think about all this craziness? It's not crazy, but you know. It it is pretty crazy to some people, I think, to my family or to, I think my family just doesn't understand social media. So they're Mm -hmm. always like, so how, like, you don't have to ask for the day off, like, where do you work? <laughs> I try to explain to them and they just don't get it. But I think they believe in me. They just know that I'm I'm intelligent and that I, I'm capable. And sometimes they don't question it that much. But to him, he's very supportive. He he definitely inspires me to continue doing what I'm doing. And he's just that person that supports anything that I do. Like if I want to dance, awesome. he'll go to my performance. If I want to do this, he'll be there. It's just, he's just there like supporting me <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> and he, reco- he he lets you record him. Um, yeah, he's the one actually recording my dancing. With so a lot of people, especially with my family, I think they're very old school. Like, oh, you dance with other guys, and mm-hmm. he always talks to me about how he met me dancing, and his intention when he was dancing was just to learn, you know, mm-hmm. and. He he's very open to, to dancing and I'm very open with him dancing with other people because in the, the vibe that we're in, it's very much like people are on dance teams. People mm-hmm. do this for like an art. It's not, mm-hmm. oh, let me go get drunk and talk to people. It's it's an actual art and hobby for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you alternate partners with everyone. Mm-hmm. And of course, my Mexican family, no entiende eso, and they're like, "Estás bailando con un muchacho, se va a enojar." I'm like, "No, Está bailando no. pegado." <laughs> He's recording. He's the one recording. <laughs> there. So I think I love that he's the way he is. That he mm-hmm. met me dancing. He knows how much I love to dance, and that he would never restrict me from that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's, that's awesome. really great. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone can restrict you. You know. If, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if he were to restrict you, you'd be like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, this is not. Exactly. I love I'd be like, that. anyways, I'm gonna go to dance. Uh, yeah, but exactly. I, mean, I, I still will respect his, you know, his opinions. But I think it helped that we met dancing, and he understands the culture. Mm-hmm. He understands the vibes there. And like I said, he's the one recording most of my yeah. content. He records it. So That's awesome. It's, it's a perfect. It's student. so cool to have a videographer with you. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, so, when you think about um, your trajectory and where you're at now, and I know that we never get there. You know, it's about mm-hmm. just the journey, this moment, right now. But. If you could think about something that would help the listeners, um, would help them move through the way that you've moved through. You've moved with so much trust. And that doesn't mean that you didn't have questions or didn't doubt yourself. But when you made the when you made decisions and you pursue that, 
Um, mm-hmm. You went in with trust, knowing there was a knowing inside of you mm-hmm. that said, I don't know how this is going to work out, but it's going to work out. And um, from where you came from to where you're now and what the future holds for you, what would you say are some um, words of inspiration or advice that you would give the listeners? You know, all those wonderful people that are adore you like I do. Thank you for that. I think for me, it has definitely been just living my dream in real life. Mm. And when you really let that sink in and when you really embody and honor what that actually means, you're going to take those steps Mm. and you're going to trust. Like this is going to work regardless. Mm. And if I have to get up and do it 30 times, then I'm going to get up and do it 50 times. Like (laughs) because of how I grew up, I think, a lot of people, like I said, go through challenging things. So use your challenges as a way to get yourself up every time you feel like you can't or like this is too hard. Keep your, you know, your childhood or what you've overcame in mind. And that is essentially what keeps me making those decisions. Like I deserve a beautiful life. I deserve abundance. I deserve love. And we all deserve that. So I think it's just tapping into that energy and choosing for yourself that you love yourself so much and that you're willing to risk it all. Because it is a risk to follow. (laughs) Um, That's what I have in my mind all the time. Bless you. (laughs) When things are true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have that in mind all the time. And I don't know if this is a good way to think about it as well, but I always just think, what if I die tomorrow? Mm. My dad actually passed away when he was 23. Wow. Yeah, wow. he was so young. And I, I just think wow. if I were to literally die tomorrow, would I, would I actually be happy with the decisions that I've made? Would I be proud of who I've become? And I think that's what's, what inspires me. To just make decisions. Like life can be so fun. Mm-hmm. Why do we have to sit in pain all the time? Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like that. I just see life in a different perspective. And I think it allows me to live my dreams here on earth. Wow. In this reality. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> you dropped the mic right there. That was incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Wow. What a beautiful, beautiful word inspiration wow oh this is i don't want to even touch it this is a perfect way to (laughs) to end this podcast and honestly for those listening just rewind this part and listen to it again it will touch your heart this is incredible wow thank thank you you. Mm. so where can people find more about you or reach out to you or even sign up for the program that that you have yeah so my the great thing about my name, Janitza, is that it's never taken on social media. So my handle is just Janitza. Everywhere nice. I sign up is just Janitza. So J-N-I-T-Z-Z-A, double Z, that's actually my name. People think I just add another Z for, for extra for fun. That's just that's just <laughs> <laughs> um, And yeah, you can find me on social media, Janitza on Instagram and TikTok. And also, I have my uh, Querida Diosa link in my bio. So if you're interested in that, there is a link. I'll probably have a new cohort come in within the next five five to six weeks. My podcast, I haven't released the name out yet, but I want to share it with you and see what you think of it. Um, So the podcast name was going to be Desde la Raiz, From the Root. Mm-hmm. But then that was taken and there were so many podcasts called that. So I decided to, since I do everything with like passion and, and love and joy, I decided to add the heart. So it's going to be La Raiz del Corazón. The Whoa. heart. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is wow. going to be out within the next Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm, I'm, uh, 
clapping with my fingers. <laughs> this is awesome. And um, so one last question before we go. Um, Hablas español buenísimo. Sí, yes. De hecho lo estudié, pero es, es algo que a veces se me dificulta porque hablo más inglés que español. Mm -hmm. Pero siento que pues es, I speak Spanish too. It's, it's a language. Spanish. Sí, exacto. <laughs> in your courses, you do you do them in like Spanglish as well? Okay, Very, bueno. 99% of my clients are Mexican-American, and I think that's what makes my work so powerful is yeah. these women are like me. They see yes. themselves in me. I see myself in them. I don't know more than them. We just guide each other, and we hold mm. each other in that space. Mm. And I think that is why people come back to me is because thanks to Nancy also in her work and all the mm. things that she's taught me. She's been such a, a huge catalyst in my journey. I didn't mention that before, but I've been knowing Nancy for a long, long time. And she's watched me grow <laughs> into mm -hmm. this. Um, awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's what really helps is connecting people to to that um, that childhood and that culture. Is, uh, that mm. is very important for me. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Muchísimas gracias. What an honor to have you speak. And uh, we definitely have to do round two because I have yes. so much to ask. <laughs> I would love that. Thank you so much, Nancy, again, for creating this podcast. I am so excited and proud of you for taking that step. <laughs> creating a podcast. I love that. I'm excited. I'm so excited to, to share this with my audience and actually I've gotten a DM and they were like oh when is it coming out I love Nancy I followed her because I posted her I'm like she's amazing I don't know let's wait for it it's about yes. you mm. thank, thank you. you thank you for being here I appreciate you very much thank you thank you for joining us on this transformative journey through the holistic being podcast we hope our discussions on the pursuit of holistic well-being have left you inspired and empowered. Remember to carry the lessons learned here into your own life, fostering a harmonious balance of body, mind, and spirit. As we continue to rise together and unlock our boundless potential, let us spread love, compassion, wisdom, and light to all corners of the world. Thank you for being a part of this incredible community. Until next time, stay connected, keep growing, and always remember to spread the light and love.